Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome to the 48th episode of the First Exchange Podcast with me, your host, Lydia Daydahl. Well, we are into episode 48. Can you believe it? Two episodes off 50. Who would have thought when we were coming in here to do the pilot episode that almost 50 episodes later we'd be still going strong? But here we are. I was absolutely delighted to have Jason come in. Um, he's a busy man. He'll tell you himself when you listen to the episode of the podcast. He, he's so much going on. Um, so I was absolutely thrilled that he could take the time to come in. Um, I mean, he needs no introduction. Uh, he's one of Ireland's most successful comedians. Um, we know and have loved his work for many, many years. So it was really great for him to come in and to talk about, you know, all the different stories and, and the journey that he's been on. So, yeah, I was really delighted to get Jason into the podcast today. He's a busy man. And you listen when you listen to the podcast, you'll hear how busy he is. And, and you know, he spoke about that as well, how he needs to be completely, you know, submersed in, in, in activity and always doing something um, and, and working in particular. So we had a good chat about that. Um, so, yeah, I won't say any more. I'll let you enjoy the episode because it's a good one. So and if you do listen and you do enjoy it. Please get in touch and let us know how much you did enjoy it. And as always, please share it. Pass it on to your friends, to family members who think that they might enjoy it. The support is is what we need. Your support is what we need to continue to grow the podcast and to continue not only going to 50 episodes, but to 100 and beyond. And if you want to go one step further and support us a little bit more, then head over to patreon.com forward slash the first exchange where you can throw a couple quid and... Um, you can really help us out um, and you know all of your donations go towards us growing the podcast and being able to properly cement the future of the podcast so if you enjoy this podcast you like listening every week and you want the guests to continue to come through the door then please go to patreon.com forward slash the first exchange and give us a dig out so without further ado i will let you go and enjoy the 48th episode of the first exchange podcast with jason Byrne. Jason Byrne, welcome. How are you, Lydia? Um, <laughs> and, okay, so first of all, people who are listening to this as well uh, probably don't know it's recorded at the very top of the <laughs> building. It uh, is the fourth floor. Dame Street. No, it's not the fourth floor. It's one of these old buildings that has three <laughs> flights of stairs for each floor. It does. And there's a lift along the middle of the floors to show you what you could be in. <laughs> that doesn't work. And then, of course, and this is the reason why I do stand up, right? Is that I, I'm dying on joking it, right? And then people go, it's your own fault. I, okay. So my phone, okay, you told me to meet you at the bottom of the stairs, but yeah. down here yeah. and, and ringing when I got down here. Yeah. So I came here and then I got to down here and I was thought I was going to be late, but I wasn't. I was literally, it was like three, it was four, 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 28. And then I rang you and I went to ring it and I literally pressed that button and the phone died and I had to walk all the way back to my car, <laughs> plug the phone in, and then you went, are you outside? <laughs> And I went, no, not outside. I'm back in my bleeding <laughs> car. And then I was pressing all the bells on, on every uh, office here. And I thought, well, there's only going to be one open. That'll be you guys. Yeah. Except you're 
sound editor man. Yeah. What's your name again? Shane. Yeah, Shane. Said he disconnected the bells because he didn't want to interrupt the leading podcast. That's us. This is us here. Welcome. Thanks, Lydia. It's good to see you. It's good to see you too. I haven't uh, seen you since that wedding. Is that I right? know, yeah. Two years. <laughs> you were like reminding me going, oh, you were at the wedding, Jason. And we got, oh yeah. We were at, to be fair now, it was a heavy one. So memory is not too great, for, I think, for anyone at that wedding. But it was a good wedding. It was a good wedding. And uh, I mean, it, it was hard. I mean, I'd had, I, I was probably a year separated from my wife then. Yeah. So going to a wedding and I was not, not something I'd be concentrating on. Yeah. Uh, my head wasn't very with it. Yeah. I don't really remember it. And it's not because of drink or anything. <laughs> it's just, I was just going through probably. It was a time. You probably said, you're getting up for a dance, Jason. I was yeah. probably having a nervous breakdown. <laughs> Looking into me, into me uh, eating mess. Yeah. Just going, yeah, lady, I'll be there in a minute. <laughs> so about a year of my life is kind of a blur. Sounds a bit right. But, um, yeah, no, God, the days when you could just go to a wedding, huh? Yeah. And they could have 300, 400 people there and have a dance on, and, 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 and lick someone's face. Yeah, but listen. On the I, bleeding dance floor. When I was getting married, I wish COVID was around because we wouldn't have had to invite so many people. We would have saved a fortune. Well, this is the thing. Why is it now 30 people, is it? I think it's down to one. And, yeah. and it's, it's not even the groom. It's only the bride <laughs> on her own. And she's probably thinking, that's way better anyway. This is much better. Couldn't be arsed with him. <laughs> I always said that as well at weddings. The groom always felt like he was in the way. Yeah, totally, yeah. yeah well, I'm like, not married. I've never been married. But yeah, I just have experience of seeing the groom. He looks like he's in the way, doesn't he? Yeah. Because like the what the bride gets brought up the aisle and everybody's like, dun, dun, big dress and everybody's way. He doesn't even walk up with her. Or yeah. Ophelia brings her up or whoever. And then she arrives up and she's like, everybody's looking at her. And then she probably sees the groom and goes, oh, yeah. Him. You. Right. <laughs> come on. Quick. I do. Of course you do. Bleed right. So yeah, how has it been? Last couple of months. Yeah, grand. Um... It's, it's, uh, I, I, I suppose, oh yeah, so I went, yeah, my, my, basically, yeah, my, uh, separation happened and then COVID happened and me dad passed away and loads of stuff and I was just there going. Tough time. Yeah, but I mean, like, it's, hasn't been as tough as a, as a marriage breakup. COVID's been easier. Than really? That. Ah, yeah. Jesus. Wouldn't put, wish that on anybody. It's much easier. But the, the, the thing is, is, okay, here's how, how it works in, in a comics head. And, uh, is that. We spend a lot of time for, on our own anyway. Do you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. So we have to write on our own. Mm-hmm. We have to do everything, all that stuff on our own. And we'll do like, you know, children's books, radio, TV stuff, sketches. We write, do everything on our, on our own. Yeah. Where like, let's say like an actor may not do that. They might, mm. they may not write at all. And they may just be waiting on plays and stuff to get into and movies. That's pretty hard for them. Um, and where an artist is on his own or she's on her own painting away, that's grand. But like we kind of, I, 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 there's one way or the other you can go and I think mm-hmm. that, happen, that can happen to a lot of people but they wouldn't be used to it so like uh, someone heading into an office or doing stuff uh, or even into a pub or where they work in a pub they'd be used to a, a routine yeah. and it wouldn't be their pub you know they'd be going in working in there I worked in pubs as well you just clocked in worked and left you didn't have to think yeah. but um, for for me uh, what's built into me is a survival instinct mm-hmm. so the minute this happened and I remember the first lockdown when that happened. Yeah. So I was just told, I, I, I was literally on my way to Australia. It was only about, then my dad passed away on the 24th of February. Because mm. we'll always remember that. Because it was my birthday the next day. And my mum's oh. birthday. And we were going, thanks dad, fair play. Great. Fair play. Great timing. Well, I remember because we had PJ on, PJ Gallagher. And yeah. he, he had come from the funeral. Oh yeah. He'd come in here. I was like, Jesus, I could have put it off for a couple of weeks. He was like, <laughs> no, no, he's like good. no. <laughs> Yeah, no, P- yeah, PJ was there, all right. Yeah, and it was, it was, 
it was mad. That was a mad surreal take because I've I've never experienced um, anybody dying close to me. Yeah, no, yeah, nobody. Yeah, yeah. So I didn't know what, what happens. It's mm-hmm. mad what happens. You know what I mean? All this stuff, and you do you do get busy trying to. And I was because I'm like the my my eldest brother's in Sweden. I've got two younger sisters, so I ended up being the kind of organizer. Yeah. Literally, when my dad passed away. Everybody just looked at me and went, "What do we do now?" And I was going, oh, "I don't know." Yeah, it's funny how so everyone just gravitates towards. One person. Yeah, it's whoever's the kind of... It's almost like the head of the family. The head of the family doesn't have to be the eldest. It's yeah. only the one who's mo- mostly involved yeah. or the one who's a mouthpiece. Mm, yeah. You know I mean? <laughs> I'd say you're a bit of a head of the family, Lydia. Oh, yeah. yes, I will yeah, be yeah, the head yeah, of the yeah, family. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> So I was, I, I was... My dad passed away in the hospital. I remember like just going like... Because they don't tell you. Yeah. You know, looking at each other going, what do you do now? And, they, and then you, know, you start ringing funeral homes, all that. So that all happened. And then COVID kicked in. Mm. And then I was supposed to head to Australia. I couldn't go anymore. And then, um, the, you know, your grieving then kicks in. Yeah. And my mum, we couldn't go to her because the cocooning thing. And we, I was, I'm in the knowledge, she's in volunteer. We could, and we were in that two, five K, you know. Radius. Per, radius. Yeah, 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 yeah. And so that all kind of, that was all happening as well. And the tours were all knocking. So I, instead of me, um, you know, losing a plot. Mm. And it, and I, and I understand people that lost the plot a lot. You know what I mean? I kind of went, oh my God, I can't take this. I'm losing it. Mm. I'm going to go. It, um. I just went into, as I said, survival mode. So I started, uh, I was training, you know, um, training away with uh, Adrian Harrington. Do you know Adrian? You might meet Adrian. He's a little trainer in, uh, in, in Ashbourne. He's a, he's a uh, not like an MMA or anything like that. Did you jiu-jitsu? He did for a while and then he does judo, judo and everything. Yeah, I think he's I little, do. He's a, he's a bag, he's a little ball of muscle. Yeah. He's, like yeah. A, he's a Jack Russell. <laughs> With a me- with a man's head, <laughs> that's what he is. Ah, Adrian. Yeah, Adrian. Yeah. So I was training with him. So then I thought, right, I know what I'll do. I'll train at home, but I'll do it on li- live on Facebook Live. Yeah. With everybody, because I was cheering me up, and then it was cheering them up. Yeah. And they weren't even joining in with me half the time. They're just watching. They're just sitting there and they're going, does, does it count if you lift a glass of wine to your face, Jason, while you're watching? And I was going, yeah, yeah, that's grand. <laughs> so I started doing that. Started doing little sketches in my house just yeah. to keep going like that. And in the and in the meantime, I was uh, finishing off a children's book as well. So no way. So you're keeping busy. I was keeping busy, and I and and also as well, I have a podcast called Mind Your Loaf, which is about mental health and well being wow. and all okay. that. And we work for a website called Turn to Me, and they do free counselling online. And you know, people who because counselling costs a fortune. Yes, do you know what I mean? it does. You go in there and you're there going, "How are you feeling?" Oh, I'll tell you how I'm feeling. I mean, this <laughs> thing costs a bomb. Yeah, That's absolutely. Yeah. And uh, from my experience, when I, I the worst thing that I used to, you know, when therapists when you're in there for the hour and they go. Just to let you know, now we're coming to the end of the yeah. session. I'm like, may I'm after paying you, eighty brick. Yeah, I'm in the middle of a story yeah. here. They're Listen, like, hear me out. They are best friends, and they're, they're not. But no, I have to say, my therapist, who I have, who still I haven't had a chance to see her much, uh, and I would recommend therapy, right? But yeah. you can spread it out. Yeah. Get in there first, and then they kind of suss you out. But um, yeah, she she's been yeah she's been brilliant to me. So she she kind of you know helped me through my separation and helped yeah. me through like the COVID thing was happening and me mm-hmm. dad's passing away and. Uh, so she was she was great for all that, mm-hmm. you know, and so yeah, so I just I just kept doing loads of loads of different things to keep myself busy because I, we sussed out and this is what we sussed out with my therapist and she said you don't you're not um, materialistic and you're not you don't seem to run after money but one thing you definitely need is to be busy. Mm. I don't like not being busy. Yeah, I can't just sit in my house where like me mate John Henderson who's me, me Irish manager here, he, he he'll sit on a Kindle <laughs> for weeks on end. No way. For you, is it um, like the stillness? You know, the, yeah. the the your brain gets a chance to think. Is that what it is? Or, you know. No, I I was told years ago by an old girlfriend of mine, and um, by her dad, 
he goes, he says to me, you'll always be a worker bee. Right. This, you know, builder fella. And yeah. he kind of was right. I was always a worker. I'm a worker bee. I yeah. like to physically move. Do you yeah, know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, a worker bee. Yeah, a worker bee. I, what thought, you think was, I thought it was a pet name that he'd given you. Hey, <laughs> hey, worker bee. Oh my God, if any Americans are listening, they're going to think, what the hell is worker bee? Oh my God. <laughs> Lydia, let's keep that as my name. Worker bee. I am worker bee. Worker bee. I was like, that's a lovely little yeah, fun pet that's, name. That's uh, from Star Wars. <laughs> Do you remember they used to live in the forest beside the Ewoks? They're called the worker bees. <laughs> brilliant brilliant so, a worker bee yes yeah, so yes. I that's why I loved that's why I instead <laughs> of sitting down where a lot of people you know because everybody went mental making banana bread and doing matcha yeah but then other people's brains because I I, I learned this from a, a guy called Sir Ken Robinson mm. and he just pa- he just passed away and he wrote a book called The Element and he's all about you know ed- kids education in school and, yeah. and he fucking he hates uh, aptitude tests and, you know when you go into school yeah. do you remember that Remember doing, I remember doing that, right? And I remember, it, like, I was fine. I stayed in the middle class. They kind of got me right. Yeah. Right? But there was bleeding geniuses in the super class. And, still, and, and, and they spent months changing them all around. So I remember the worst. Yeah, so what he says, what Ken Robinson says is that, you know, uh, our intelligence is like a fingerprint. Mm. Every single one of us has our own intelligence. Do you know what I mean? Very good. And that's that's what I'm saying. So some people would have liked during the lockdown to just sit quiet. Mm. Other people needed to move and do exercise and make banana bread. Yeah. And other people yeah, needed, yeah, yeah. needed to just sleep. But they all have their own intelligence, their own brains. Yeah. So my one was definitely, a, I, I can't sit there. Like if I go on holidays, Yeah. I don't sit in the beach. I can't Are you a nightmare on holidays? Well, I want to go there, go here, go there. <laughs> You're what a mean? nightmare on holidays. I remember arriving into Sicily <laughs> and there's Mount Etna. I went, we're going up that. <laughs> like up a volcano. And they're going, we're going, can we not just relax? I went, yeah. that's a bleeding volcano. Yeah. We're going. And and funny enough, John Lally, he appeared on the holiday. No he way. Went, yeah, he arrived a week later. No way. And me and him were trying to make, make, the, make the wives go did up you, the volcano. Did you guys not, not know that you were both going? We No, it was a fluke. It actually was a fluke. No Same way. place. Yeah. He was in like just down the road. I was going, John, that's great. And no, we, we were hanging out loads, right? Yeah. We, we had booked it separately. Do you know what I mean? Because no the wives, way. the wives booked the holidays. Yeah. That's one thing I do miss, not being married. Yeah. <laughs> I had nowhere to go. <laughs> Everything was looked after. Yeah, we're like, going here. Yeah, we're going here. And then I, like, I meet jocks. So you know, we have to, that was really weird. I mean, that's the mad things that happen to you when you're separated as well. Like, you, you know, putting your wash on. Just your clothes. And you're putting them in, you're going, all oh, right, <laughs> and actually putting your clothes on at all. Yeah, because I was always I was yeah, always yeah, working, yeah. and I came home. I was like I was like a, sometimes like a husband from 1976. Yeah, I was coming in, put me bag in the ground, and then going up for a shower. My missus would take stuff out and put it in the. No, listen. You know, I'm a better man now. I'm glad to hear it. I'm glad to hear it. Well, do your washing as well, Lydia. Thank you Throw very much. In. Just so you say I have a bag here yeah, ready no, to go. No, but I would be. And I'm a real L when washing things now. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like, because uh, my son, he's down with me now. My 20 year old, right? Yeah. Oh, it's gas. He's What's it like having a 20 year old as a son? Shut up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Shut up, all right? That's okay. Oh my God. I told, no, he's, he's, he's brilliant because he's more mature than me. Yeah. He's a great fella. And Dev is upstairs. I'm in this apartment and he's upstairs in this kind of studio thing that he's in. Because yeah. he's an artist now, right? What? He's studying art and animation. Okay. And he's going to kill me if he hears this because that's yeah. not the right title either. I always get it wrong. Wait, what is it? Like a... I don't know. <laughs> he's, it's something, he's studying in college, something to do with cartoons, but animation, graphics, right. something. It's got a title. 
Right. Right. And uh, so sometimes he ends up being a dad because he, he come in and say something to me and I go, and then I'll, or I'll repeat it to him later on. He goes, yeah. I already told you that. <laughs> and I'm not just saying it twice to you. I'm not saying it again. <laughs> I'm going, okay, sorry. So yeah, it's mad I'm a 20 year old and he's bigger than me now. Really? Yeah. Yeah. My 13 year old, he's an inch off six foot. Wow. Which is ghastly. So he's going to be six five. Yeah. Now you're wondering, how do I know that? Yeah. Because when I was in Australia, we you measured them before you left. No, they no, they did. No the doctors, way, really? we were in a, we were in a hospital because my little fellow wasn't well over there, and we entered the hospital, and the pediatrician measured them at their age when they were there. Yeah. And he said, well, their height they are now, which was calculations. He yeah. said, when they stop growing at around 18, 19, he'll be that size and he'll be this size, if they've no spinal injuries or nothing like that. Yeah. And he says Devon will be six three, and Dan will be six foot five. No way. And now Devon is six three, and he's finished growing, and Dan is six foot. And it's so funny, it really is. He's like, he, if he has a fight with his brother, he goes, I'm going to put you through that wall. And he goes, what? No, you won't. Not now, he says. <laughs> but I'm six foot five, I'm going to lift you up and put you through that wall. Fucking love that <laughs> I, know, like, I love that. I'm going, Jesus, Daniel. <laughs> and this is great. Actually, it's the first time he ever said it. He goes, I do, I do GAA, rugby <laughs> and art. <laughs> he said that when he was 12. <laughs> That's a threat. We do art. I paint you to death. So yeah, the two of them are they're they're, they're great. The two lads. That's so cool. That's brilliant. Like I just I don't have kids, but I see my my friends have kids and mm. their kids getting older, and it's like what? Like so, yeah. it's very weird to get your head around because I still feel like I'm 19. Do you know what I mean? So do I. Yeah. You. you you, I always used to say that. Do you we, think that ever leaves you? No. Do you know, we always feel like we're in our 20s. Yeah, because we all, I, I mean, we all have the same eyes forever, I always say. Yeah. So an 80-year-old is still looking at the same eyes as, as he was when he was like 10. Yeah. And he's still looking out. like going. That's why you see an Elfler looking at a young one going, do it, you yeah. And like a, the young one could be like 35. He's not a dirty Elfler. He's, yeah, he's, well he's got his 18-year-old eyes that still, is still, very true. still in his head. I heard, I read a thing before um, that it was something on the brain and like the development of the brain. And it was this big thing. Basically, the concept of it was that um, we don't develop emotionally past 12. Re- yeah. Okay. That we're, that, so that we stop there. Yeah. So mm. as adults, everything that we've learned up until the point of being 12 years old, as in how we react to situations, how we, mm. our whole thing that it's, it's a 12 year old is the kind of average age of it. So when you see people acting out or acting in in certain ways to look yeah. at them as 12 year olds. So when you look at like adults as a bunch of like overgrown 12 year olds. Well, that's exactly a terrifying concept. But that's it. Like, because basically, like, you know, my therapist, she was only saying that because that's what they do with uh, psychotherapy when you do it, yeah. is that they, they they get the inner child out of you. They go right back yes. to where you are, because basically, because uh, for example, right, whenever, uh, let's say at Christmas, if I'm going to the pub, which will be, we will be this year again. All right, everyone calm down. <laughs> and uh, you, I see fellas and girls that used to be in my class, but I haven't seen them for years. Yeah. But they look like children wearing adult suits. Yes. I can see their eyes. I can see they're still in there. Yes. And yes, so, yes, yes. Um, uh, yeah, our inner child is in all of us. 
So, mm-hmm. and that's why you'll, you'll see other uh, dudes. Actually, there's a friend of mine, Andy Cope. He's a professor of happiness. I know, mental. And Actually, that's the title. Yeah. No way. Yeah. And uh, no, doctor of happiness, not, not a professor. Doctor of happiness. And then Gavin Oates is uh, his partner in crime as well. And he's, uh, he, he, anyway, they, they have a brilliant book called Shine. You've got, you've got to get it. It's so right. funny. It's a real funny, uh, well-being, feel-good book. Yeah. Do you know amazing. what I mean? Shine. Like, yeah. Like they have, they have stuff in it like, you know, never trust, um, Never trust a, 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 a no, oh yeah, never trust an obese motivational speaker. <laughs> Look at that, because you know, if you can't trust him with a donut in a room on his own, you can't <laughs> yeah, trust him with your that life. That is very true. So, so they do loads <laughs> of funny stuff like that. But yeah, they're all about their, about your inner child and the adults should play. You know, you, you should play more. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And that can be anything. That can be like rolling around doing a bit of jujitsu. Yeah, I mean? absolutely. Which is why, mm. are you still doing a bit of jujitsu? No, I, I, well, I'd love to go back. Well, I can't go back now because I'm not rubbing my face all over people. <laughs> Jesus. Sometimes you got fairly close, didn't you? Very close. Yeah. I yeah. remember, right. Okay. Okay. Did, so did Foot you. Foot in the eye type shit. Like, did I, I yeah, mean? Yeah, but you were, yeah, you're an animal though. You know, I never had to fight you. <laughs> Thank God. But I, I was, I went in because I'm, another thing as well, because I'm like the worker bee. Yeah. I'm, if someone says, like, so Derek Cullen, you're going to go walk with me. Yes. Uh, Pat yeah. Divley is the, my connection to that. He's a brilliant uh, life coach. Have you had Pat in you? We have Pat, Pat in, yeah, right. yeah, yeah. So Pat then said to me, oh, you should walk with Derek up in the mountains. And that's all I have to hear. And I go, you're all doing that. Yeah. So then I heard with the jiu-jitsu was that started with John Kavanagh. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. And I knew John Kavanagh from Dundrum because his mum and dad used to drink in the brain rooms and I used to mm-hmm. serve them there and all this. Like, I knew them years. Didn't know John Kavanagh was the same fella. Yeah. And then I met John and John was a big comedy fan. Then he says, why don't you do a bit of jiu-jitsu? And then um, uh, John Lally, who was trained, as he was going, you should do it as well. He's going, oh my God. So the first time I ever really ever did it was up in SVG. Mm-hmm. And John invited me up and I went up with John Lally. John, and John Lally was already doing He went and rolled off, rolled off somewhere <laughs> over there. And then I got like... I didn't know this, but John Kavanagh came down he, in the SPG. He, he has his offices upstairs, yeah. looking down on everything. I'm yeah. always slagging him. And he, had, it all. and he had spiders up there. <laughs> <laughs> spiders. And I'm going, what are you like? You're like an evil Bond, like a Bond villain <laughs> with your spiders and your Alsatians. So uh, anyway, I walked in the gym and I looked up and he came down in his full suit. He never wears yeah. that. Yeah. He was wearing a, his full gi. gi with his black belt. Yeah. And everybody was looking at him because obviously he mustn't do that much. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? He comes down and trains people. You ever see him stand in his shorts or whatever? Mm. And he, I'm going, what's going on? He goes, get in the cage. And I'm going, what? <laughs> so I've only arrived. I don't know what to do. Day one. Yeah. I shit myself. So I got in the cage anyway. It was the funniest thing ever. I couldn't do I didn't do it. And he was just t- telling me a few things. Yeah. And then um, uh, at one stage he had his knee into me ribs, the side of the ribs. Yeah. And he was, he was uh, leaning on me at one arm. Yeah. With, with his hand on my chest, actually, that's what it was. Knee on belly. Yeah, something. No, no, the knee. Yeah, it was probably no, it wasn't right in at the ribs. Probably up a bit. Anyway, right. I couldn't move left, right, up, down, or nothing. And he was talking to a fella outside the cage. And I was supposed to be fighting with him. And I'm on the ground going, get off and cut. And John's gone, yeah, I'll be over in a minute. I'm just doing this with Jason. And this sort of fella goes, oh, it won't be long, will you? He goes, no, it won't be. And I says, and as he clears me, he's going, I can't get up, right? <laughs> so. As we went on then, I was back and forth up there. And I, I loved it. It's great yeah. for getting fit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the one thing that John said that I had, which was brilliant, which is not really allowed, which I use as my skill, was talking. Mm. They never talk when they fight. I yeah. spoke all the time. I wrecked their heads. <laughs> so whenever they got my arm and they're starting to grab my arm, I'd be going, I know what you're doing. I know what you're doing. I know where you're putting my arm. I know where you're going to put my arm. And the other guy would be like going, will you shut up? 
And then we go, don't be, and then I, they, I completely flushed them and then yeah. I get on top of them. Yeah. Right? So that all happened, right? Yeah. And then I went back and I was training. I can't remember where I was training. It was either in SVG or with John or with Wayne. Remember Wayne? Um, oh, he's a brilliant fighter. Oh, he's in Scaries. He's, oh, God, he's real, real good looking black haired fella. <clears throat> he's all a bit with that, you know what I mean? Wayne's like that. Real cool. But he's a fucking animal. Wayne? Yeah. He's all weighing on you. Wayne, Wayne. So, like, when we were there ever being taught by him, he just teaches you how to just lie on top of people and you can't fucking move yeah. and just take the air out of them. Yeah. So, but this is what was funny. Classic move. <laughs> Up in John, I think it was John Lally's one in Ashbourne. And there was a girl I'd never met her. I think her name's Louise, is it? She's a hairdresser and an MMA fighter. Um, Aoife. Aoife. Yes, Well Aoife. done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd never, Aoife Murphy. I'd never met her. Yeah. I didn't know who she was. And this is like people are listening and all. When, when, when it's a no-gee day, I know that's a very Irish, uh, <laughs> there were people are laughing. Most people are married are going, I, I have a no-gee day a lot. <laughs> Every day. <laughs> right? Every day is no-gee day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So <laughs> this was no-gee day, you know. And we were just wearing the shorts and the, what's that, skin, the skins? Rash guys. Rash, oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. Geese and rashers. <laughs> Unbelievable. I'm not telling you, this was not made for Irish people, this part. So I'm wearing the rasher and everything and the thing. And then Eva came in and she was wearing the same gear. Yeah. And I didn't know her at all. And John paired me up with her. And I was there going to John, look at home, I'm not like, I'm not battering a girl around or anything like that, right? Yeah. And he went, he was kind of went, I oh, know you're okay, just go easy on her, he says, right? And she <laughs> fucking, she did, she knew exactly what she was doing as well. Yeah. And anyway, she, we just started and she bleeding decked me and she had me down the ground, right? And then she was like, flip me around like a pancake doing everything. And I was going, fucking help me. At one stage, I remember trying to crawl away from her away towards the wall and she grabbed me by the ankles and just pulled me back between like underneath her legs kind of thing <laughs> and just sat on me again laughing I, I never got anything on her she had me all over the camp so then I had to stop doing it because yeah. and it's only for me I would not recommend anybody to stop doing it and I also found out that don't be rolling around with white belts you know go for black and purples and all those yeah. dudes because I rolled with them yeah. And they were brilliant. They were just lifting me up real slowly and, and they were just like a teddy bear. Just going, yeah, go that yeah. way. And then uh, that. Much politer. Yeah. The white belts are like this. <gasps> and I'm going, what are you doing? And we fucking, mommy rib. Right, so, so I was, we were training with these bleeding white belts. I don't know who he was. And he put his uh, knee into me rib. We were doing, only doing a drill. Yeah. And he got me floating rib and uh, he, cr he cracked it. Oh. Uh, now he didn't break it. I thought, I didn't know I was anything wrong there for ages. Yeah. So I was on stage and I couldn't do stunts because it was hurting me. No way. And then me, uh, me windpipe was gone from some other. All the chokes. Another bleeding Egypt <laughs> that wouldn't let go. And then I, mean, I couldn't talk. Well, white belts are the worst. Yeah. Uh, and it's hard because you always have to remember, I was once a white belt and I was once. Yeah. And also when higher belts are rolling with you, they're probably like, Jesus, she's bleeding shy. So I can't wait to just roll with the same belt as me. But it has to be done. Yeah, but well, I... that that uh, audio representation was so spot belt. on. Yeah, I was on absolutely the, spot on. I was on my back ones in SPG, and a white belt was running around me, running around <laughs> me, and I just kept following with my feet. You know that kind of thing. Yeah. And he just kept running around. I was going, "What are you doing?" Yeah, and he was, guard, my and, then he, and then he just stopped. And he went, "We don't know. We don't know." <laughs> I love it. So, I love so it. So I would love to get back to it, but I would, <coughs> uh, yeah, but just for, for my own 
my own safety. I'd have and to go. And would you have ever done anything like that before? Would you, when uh, you were growing up, sport-wise, well, ver- what would you have been into? Well, very near here, I did taekwondo, which was hilarious, right? No way. Yeah, I did it in um, in uh, right right next was here in Exchequer Street. I was coming from Ballantyre, my mom's uh, Honda Jazz 50 little is it, bike. Is it overdone? Is that yeah, I think it's gone now. Yeah, yeah. And the lads were in there and it was taekwondo, you know, and um, it was hilarious because taekwondo, you just do... Oh, you never stop doing patterns. Yeah. You're there all day. Like, so it's like going pattern after pattern after pattern, then you get a belt, then yeah. a pattern, then a pattern, then you get a belt. You're better off doing taekwondo in, in uh, Korea. Where, yeah. Where, where it, is that where it's from? Yeah. Yeah. That's, yeah, yeah. that's where you're supposed Yeah. Because here you're waiting ages for someone to grade you. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And I love sometimes the, the guys that come in to grade you, you know, Master Mick O'Brien. <laughs> you know, <laughs> Master Mick O'Brien from Tundalkin. <laughs> <laughs> is now going to grade and you're bound to not and you're going this is uh, this is wrong yeah, why yeah, is he yeah. called Chim Cham Chong and I don't know if that's racist but I'm sure there's somebody in Korea called Chim Chong Chong master and there's always pictures everywhere of a Chim Chong Chong isn't there yes, yeah, and yeah, they're yeah. going I want that fella yeah where is he and you're going well he's dead he's not he's, yeah, like, he's 200 yeah, yeah. years old and so I left it anyway because I remember like <coughs> we were starting to spar right but yeah. then you're dressed up like the Michelin man yeah you've got uh, you can't move you've got stuff everything on you oh Especially in Taekwondo. Yeah. And yeah. it was just like, I think a fella punched me in the nose and I went to bleed and kill him and I got pulled <laughs> off him. And then they went, no, you're not allowed full contact. And I was going, oh, here. Oh, man. So, so I left it. And I was, a, I was a runner. So every, I did every sport. I did badminton. I did no basketball. Way. I did table tennis. Uh, there was a darts team in, in the You're in joking. Yeah. I did rugby, soccer, uh, GAA, hurling and football. So you've done it all? Done it as a sport I haven't tried, no. Which is the one? No, I think I've done everything. You've done everything. There's not one sport. I'm done kempo. Kempo, a bit of sambo. Don't know what that. I don't know what you're doing. Sa- uh, is kempo the one with the sticks? Kempo is the one with the stick. The sticks and uh, sambo is. Does that have a dojo? <laughs> yeah, it's kind of like <laughs> Russian, Russian <laughs> judo, but it's just firing, just lads wrestling and then judo throwing. It's it's great. I used to love that though. You used to always say that. No shoes on the dojo. The dojo. <laughs> you go what on the what? On the, you mean on the mats? <laughs> <laughs> fucking dojo Jesus Christ they're not uh, even pronouncing it right no yeah absolutely so any kind of Korean or Chinese or Japanese needs to be spoken by those people yes or agreed. if you are going to speak it you actually it's a bit like Des Bishop Des was telling me about when he was learning Mandarin yeah like if he and it was a word he did it in a stand-up right yeah. it's a word bat or but if you go bat or but if you even go one way wrong it's the C word you're kidding yeah and it was his surname or something so he was going around telling everybody his name was Des the C word <laughs> And they were going, and there was Chinese people looking at him going, what? And then he didn't know. He said, and they were going, no, no, don't say ba, say bu. He's going, what? You're kidding. So, yeah. No way, brilliant. No languages. But you know, we speak the hardest language in the world, so well done. Give yourself a pat on the back. Pat on the back. Because we have the word where, where, where. Like, imagine people learn that. Yeah. It's meant to be very, very hard for non-English speaking people to to learn English. But uh, what about Irish? Can you speak a bit Irish? N- no, Des again drove me mad in Australia because no one Des was learning Irish. Yeah. De- is he not fluent now yeah, in Irish? He, yeah, yeah, because okay, we le- we learned Irish for okay. What do you do? Uh, you do six six years, uh, ele- about twelve years of yeah. learning Irish. But the one thing they make the mistake is that they don't use it as a conversation. So kids that go to get to you know uh, Irish schools. Yeah. They were able to speak it fluently. Yeah. Because you're made to speak it. Yeah. But in our school, I can read it, no problem. I can read a full book out loud. I can read all my son's homework, no problem. Yeah. I can understand the most of it, but I can't speak it. 
So I can't sit there and just start talking to you in Irish, but I can read it and I can yeah. write it and I know a lot of it. It's so mad, isn't it? It's because it's been because it's taught to us the wrong way. Yeah. It yeah, needs yeah, to be yeah. taught in a conversational way. Irish classes need the kids to walk in, not write anything, not do anything. Just come in and just start talking. In, in, they should have, actually, they should have, yes, a writing and a reading, but one of the 40 minutes should be just them all sitting in and talking to each other. But can you imagine that though? At the, 14. Uh, the crack. Sure, I'm not fucking doing that. <laughs> and cut it down and do Shoot the fuck up. <laughs> this is tick, miss. This is tick. So Irish, I wish I, 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 I reckon I, so I spoke, I did Fran- French in school. I was better yeah. at that. And then, and I didn't know I was good at it until I went on holidays in 1990. So I didn't and you le- had a bit on you. I didn't leave in 1989. Got, got like whatever. Uh, I think I got a B in French or something. Don't know what that is now. It's probably a H2FO. <laughs> and uh, I went to Spain and there was these French guys there it was two girls two two and it was with my cousins and all and it was in uh, Salou already yeah, nice lovely. place for the Irish to go there's right. <laughs> no break of salmonella or something there afterwards but anyway <laughs> remember your dad freaking out because we uh, we rented mopeds didn't tell him no way and he goes me, me and my cousin came shooting down he goes where the fuck did you get down a pair of gobshites and how did you get where's your guarantee went we gave them our passports oh. my dad goes you fucking agents get back there you fu- how are you supposed to get out of the country you fucking they're now do they're doing there now duplicating your passports <laughs> there's a Jason Bourne <laughs> heading back to Ireland now and he's like, fucking you're tick you'll never be able to leave and I was going we have to leg it back <laughs> and get our passports so there, there was French yeah these French kids they had no English at all and we were just sitting uh, and they kind of came over to, to where we were and they asked me something in French and I answered them straight away. And I didn't know what I was doing. And then I started speaking fluent French and they were looking at me going, how can you speak French? And I went, I don't know. I've been doing it for like five years. How cool is that? Yeah. I remember the first thing they asked me where the beach was. So they said like, où est la plage? And I just went like this, le bas, which is like over there. And they went, ah. <laughs> and my cousins were going, yeah, right. <laughs> I'm lucky. I, like my cousins were about to punch the head off me for being clever. No way! Get yeah, us back! Get us back for being yeah, smart. They're all fingless. Yeah, my cousins are fingless. Now they're going. What are you doing there? <laughs> but you're over there, lama. I'll, <laughs> I'll hit you with a bat. <laughs> Where did you grow up? Ballantyre. Where's Ballantyre now? I don't so know. So Ballantyre's basically beside Dundrum Shopping Centre. Oh, okay, That's right. How you know it. Dublin nice Mountains. Spot. Yeah. Oh yeah. So like you were always considered. We were like posh houses. Oh, okay, right. So See, well, I'm from Waterford now, so I don't really know oh, the... Yeah. Well, the dynamic in Ireland is like north side, south side, but it doesn't really work that way. Yeah. Because, um, you know, there there's always a mixture of how he is in a posh area. You know what I mean? And Ballantyre, Ludford, we, we weren't very poor and we were there, certainly not very rich because you know that because we always had the rich fella on the road. <laughs> yeah. We had a rich fella on the road. Yeah. They always got the video recorder first. Yeah. The son got the BMX the first. Everything. We remember, right, I remember him getting a, the BMX. I won't name him because he'd be going, what? He got this first BMX. The BMX was, um, I can't remember what it was called. Oh yeah, BMX Aero, which was about 800 quid. Cause remember, I remember asking my dad for BMX. And him going, this is what he said. He said, oh yeah, he says, here, here, here's a pen and paper. Go on out there now and ask all your mates what they want as well. <laughs> he goes, fucking BMX, get out of me face. Right? <laughs> and so I was like, all right. So, but Darren has one. So he, Darren came out and he was on his BMX aero and none of us had one. So we used to knock into him. Did he give you a, t- a turn? Yeah, yeah a turn yeah. of it, yeah. yeah. Darren was cool. Give us a go off your, your aero. Because yeah. you couldn't break it. It was brilliant. <laughs> and then I remember he was trying to do tricks. Oh, it's so funny. There's a trick, because in, in the 80s and late 80s, the BMX was massive. Yeah. Because there was... Um, 
there was like there was BMX races in the Phoenix Park and like all these professionals coming over from America and England no way. racing. Yeah, it was viciously brilliant thing. Like all the BMX tracks, like really cool. And other guys that would do freestyle like stunts that were just off the scale, like circus shit going on. Mm-hmm. So Dar- Darren Darren was trying to do a cherry picker, right? Yeah. Which was when the bike is put on its side, yeah. you stand on it on the you stand on the pedal. Yeah. And then you flick the bike up and you put the wheel between your legs, but the bike is standing up now. Oh, so and you put your feet on the pedal level. and you put your feet on the either side of the pedals and you bounce it like a pogo stick. All in one motion. Yeah, you lift it up, jump over and bounce it. That's a cherry picker. And I remember five of us <laughs> trying to We're bat- in A and E by four no, o'clock that no, evening. We were trying to balance Darren. <laughs> Well, he was up there holding it. He goes, hold it, hold it, hold it. He didn't, he didn't get from that bit to that bit. We held the bike well, and then he got on our shoulders and he climbed onto the bike and he fucking killed himself. No way. Yeah, he went bounce, bounce and bounce and cracked his head back in the fucking the, Do you know what? That's like some of my favourite memories are just thinking back of all the mad shit that you used to go up to when you were younger. Yeah. Like we, when I was like, we used to just get dropped off at a field. I'll be back at 10 and literally yeah. like that would be it. And we used to climb up... Um, do you know the uh, GAA uh, goalposts? You yeah. know the way they have the high... What are those things called inside the, the posts? The... Inside the posts? No, do you know when you have the... The crossbar? Yeah, no. Do are you know... getting up onto the bar? No, 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 no. Not just the bar, because that's only a couple of feet. Do you know um, in Hurling, where you have the goalposts, where they have the two, where the net is? Okay. Am I not making sense here? No. Do you mean the net The net that goes behind the goal to stop the goal, the ball going too far? No. <laughs> I'm going to draw it here. Oh, do you mean the back like, of it? Like, there's the goal, right? And then they have the big high posts. You want to know what that's called? These. They're just called the po- high, the posts. There's <laughs> no posts. Oh, the yeah. higher part. The higher part. Just the say the, the posts above the, the, above the crossbar. I wanted to be official with it. Oh, I don't know. There probably is. You know what? There's some fucking bogger right now. Listen Who's to this ten, going. Ten, do you know yeah. what they're called? They're called a couple of gala. Gala, can I a gala? That's a call. Go a couple of gala. <laughs> I'm fucking sick of this. Ring the IRA. <laughs> but we, they, the word, the field that we used to hang out with, um, it's called Delhi. Oh, by the way, sorry, who's ringing me? Who is that? No, it's all right. It's John. And it's sorry. It's going. It's always going to be my son. Ah. And he, I'm not joking. I told him what I was doing. But okay, that wasn't him. But he will ring. <laughs> really? Yeah. yeah. Love it. He'd be going. Thought you're going to make dinner. Or what are you doing? <laughs> thought you said you're making dinner. I keep doing that about you. He doesn't talk about that at all. Poor Bella will be off my Do you ever do that? Okay, we'll get to that in a second. You do that with your friends and your in your family. You give them their these voices. Yes, And then the people time. meet them and go, they don't talk to that at all. Yeah, and I always do it on here for some stupid reason, don't yeah. I? Yeah, your, like, ma, so. your ma's like that. And then yeah. my dad's like this. Yeah. <laughs> and they never spoke like that. Now, tell me about the high post. So the high post, we used to climb. This is a story that is, you know, you're going to think it's brilliant, but it's literally just we used to just climb to the top of no, the I high w- post. I wouldn't do that, even as a kid. But there used to be like some kind of rope thing off the side of it. And we used to climb off and then hang on to the top of the rope. And then whoever was on the ground would swing the rope. Jesus like how Christ. high are they? That's like wow. 30 foot or something like. Um, it's pretty high. Nuts. But look, here's to tell the tale. You know, well done. Thanks very much. But we, we, no, we, <laughs> we did a lot. And, like, and then people go, why aren't kids doing that now? Yeah. It's just different culture. That's all. Is it a shame though that kids aren't kind of... Well, they say wild as we were. They do get the. It's because there was no internet and there was no. We had games. Yeah. Like we had, we had like kind of shitty computer games. Yeah. And we had arcades. We went to. Yeah. But it's. 
it's just the way it went. It's just mm. the way the flow of the world went then. So the flow of the world was like your dad worked and your mom stayed at home minding the kids and yeah. then your dad came home and the best thing that you were always under your mother's feet that was the crack wasn't it? So yeah. she so and then it was and where I lived in Lufford Drive there was loads of generations out on the road so yeah. they could all watch each other and mm-hmm. they could look after each other. So at any one stage, it could be like 50, 60 kids out on the road where they're all watching each other. So there's no yeah. harm would come to them. Uh, now, you know, kids more like to be in more and mm-hmm. they like to do the more of the game and thing because all their mates are there, you mm-hmm. know. And I remember talking to um, a cyber psychologist who's into, who teaches all, wow. that, all that stuff about the, the game and online and all. And she said, when the kids go game and online and they're gone for ages, it's the same thing as, as when we went out and sat on the wall with our mates mm. for ages. You don't want to be with your mum and dad. You don't. They're a head wreck. But I suppose from the context of we were outside and we were in nature and we were in fresh yeah. air as opposed to being cooped up. Yeah, well, my 13-year-old uh, envies me when I tell him about what I did. And he's really? fascinated. Yeah. So he does like getting out with me and going up to a forest or yeah. just doing something like that or going to Marley Park and jumping over rivers. And then, and whenever I bring his cousins, they all love that. They love it mm. when, they, when, they, when they're doing it, but it's not their thing. Yeah. But even though my son does train GAA and he loves messing with the lads, they went to um, Dingle you know, on their GEA trips. Lovely. And they did the usual thing when all the parents were asleep. They got out of their bunks and got up on top of the roof <laughs> and started to sneak down pipes. <laughs> do you know what I mean? All this shit. They'll still yeah, do that. love that shit. But I, when I was, yeah, but we were out all the time. But I was one of those kids that was, um, I was the, no, I'm not doing that, no way. Right? And the yeah. rest of the lads are going, oh, oh, come on, Bourne, will you? <laughs> yeah. And the pressure. Like, I just go, no, I'm not doing it, no, no, no. Cause, like, so it, they always say, was like, it the if, fear of getting yeah, in trouble or what? The fear what? of getting in trouble for me dad, right? Yeah. Or, uh, fear of hurting yourself which which, yeah. which once you have that you are going to hurt yourself yeah so <laughs> when you get a, if you're going to jump out on a swing you know that you have to jump up throw the stick under your leg and and go if you don't have bravery at all in you yeah like I didn't you're going to jump out of the tree and just jump right onto the ground yeah I did that low I don't know how many times I just landed flat <laughs> in my face and the rope just went off on its own <laughs> and the lads went you dope you're supposed to jump I don't know what I'm supposed to do you fuck leave me alone so like, I was always hurting myself you know yeah. I mean, oh, I remember we had um, uh, we put beans in the fire once to cook when we went camping we used to go up the this tin year. the yeah. whole tin yeah but we didn't because we were like you know 14 whatever we didn't know you had to have a hole in it do you know what I mean <laughs> So we put the whole tin in. <laughs> and we were all sitting around the campfire. We're going, would you say they're ready? <laughs> and one of the lads poked it with a stick to take it out. Yeah. And of course it blew up. It exploded, yeah. It exploded. Course, yeah. And he was walking around um, crying. He was like, oh, I can't see. I'm blind. I'm blind. Right. And then we were all holding each other up because we couldn't stop laughing because we were covering. <laughs> we were all covered in beans. But he couldn't. He wasn't blind. The beans had welded his eyelids shut you know what I mean they got into his eyes there and he thought he, he, they thought, he thought it was his skin and we kept going don't touch your eyes we're going to have to get a doctor don't touch your eyes and he was going we can't open them we're blind <laughs> we left him like that for like 20 minutes no way and then we went it's beans you dope and we took them off his eyes and he was going oh you pricks I thought I was dead so all that I mean that stuff's magical yeah you, you know best I mean? memories yeah light and fires yeah too much yeah. You know, lighting a fire and the next minute half a wall goes up and you all leg it. You're like, oh, there's only a bush, what happened? It's all, it's all, it's all. You know, half a done drum is burnt. Well, in Ballantyr on Halloween as well. Yeah. Remember one Halloween, um, we put, I mean, you know, this is just, this is stuff that you, you do it once, you'll never do it again. Because people mm-hmm. say, you know, children should not do this and they should not do this. But once you do it and nobody gets hurt, that's the end of it. 
yeah it's like never done again like yeah. i'm talking not even i'm 48 this happened when i was 14 yeah and i know never do this again well there it you go the li- lesson is a, learned a little gas canister you know the little gas canisters yeah. it was the end of the night and it was like about midnight and the fire was gone out and all and one of the lads put the gas canister into it you thought it would just go and we sat we, and it didn't go off so we went off me sat on a wall i'd say 150 metres away from the fire we were sitting on the wall and the next minute a mushroom cloud went up <gasps> and the fire went in every direction and a plank just landed in front of us. You're kidding. And we never did that again. We, we were there going. You were not... gone. If you had not moved you were gone. Yeah, it would have hit us. Flipping But we That's what I'm saying. You know, we just went, well, that was it. Yeah. A total experience. Like if anybody even tried that again, we're going, don't fucking do that. Yeah, yeah, the fear you was dope in. dope or beans. Yeah. <laughs> and then my favourite thing ever was it was a fell in our road, right, Stuart, and he'd never done anything wrong in his life, right? Yeah. And we used to throw uh, coal hangers up at the at the electric wires. And if you hit two wires at the same time, you get a little spark and the the coal hanger just flings away again. No way. So you, you, know, you throw it up out of your hand now. Yeah. You go, and it goes, and down, right? Yeah. And you're there going, oh. So one night one of the lads got a bar out, a four foot bar, to try and throw it up. Of course, you can't do that. And we, and we and we from volunteer course we're like we're, we and we never got in trouble for anything we never yeah. did anything mad and we were throwing the bar up like none of us really thought we would hit the because it's it's almost impossible yeah. and Stewie came along he never did it in his life because he's seen it didn't work but whatever way he threw it he, it was perfect he threw it over his head and it went up spun around and connected to four of the wires and the oh, thing stuck sh- it stuck to the wires and it went and then the whole estate went and the whole estate went out into darkness. And they want to hear the doors opening. Who the fuck we going to? All the outflows. Oh, I'm killing it. And they ran Stewie. <laughs> he legs it. He absolutely legged it. We couldn't stop laughing. So we just hid in the field. And left him. No, we all hid in oh, the field. Oh, okay, all our, okay. And all our outflows and all our elves were going to kill us. They knew it was us, of course. And we were spent out. And then when we, when I went back in, and we, we were all go. I mean, all of us agreed. We go back in, right? Yeah. And we all go. What happened? Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. And then we'll say, we'd say a fuse went. Yeah. A fuse, <laughs> like one, <laughs> like a, one fuse runs two hundred houses. <laughs> we went into our mums and dads going, did, did a fuse go? <laughs> Me ma went, you, you little bastard. What happened out there? I don't know. Did a fuse go? <laughs> Of course, there was always um, there was always a patara. One of the lads, um, he told his mum and dad. No way. There's always there was always one, wasn't there? There was mm. always one that just couldn't keep his bleeding. No. Or so, her mouth shut. So nothing happened because the, the, the electricity just put. It, it, it must have been a, something must have tripped. Yeah. Way back at the, you know, the the grid in at the power station. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. And whoever had to go out in their car and just flick it back up again. Nightmare. So all the lights just came back on again then about a couple of hours later. No. So how does a lad from Ballantyre who's burning beans in fields <laughs> <laughs> end up in comedy? End up in comedy. Because I was burning beans in fields. <laughs> it just it just followed me around really. All the mad shit just kept happening. Would you've always been a bit of like, you know, the lad that have all the jokes growing no. up and not at all. I was no. a me- I was a messer. But I had a whole field full of messers. Yeah, yeah, And in yeah, school, yeah. I had a load of a class of messers. Do you know what I mean? I was I was fifth or sixth in line for the top top award. No way, Although really. Oh, it was yeah. lads way funnier than me, yeah. No And way. even when I meet them now, they're like full of jokes. And they're looking at me going, you're not even funny. <laughs> <laughs> like, because I haven't got any jokes. And they're going, did you hear about Mr. and Mrs. and the thing on the thing? And they're going, ah, nice one. Jay, do you got any jokes? <laughs> I go, no, they go, you're a comedian, aren't you? 
So anyway, I started doing like kind of prop comedy and weird shit and mad, like mad stuff. I started off. Yeah. Doing. What year would have this been? Nineteen ninety-five or six. Wow. That's when I started doing it. And, and again, I was challenged. You see. Yeah. So a mate of mine said to Barry Murphy, I was at a comedy uh, gig, and he said afterwards he just met up, and I was just talking to Barry afterwards. And my mate goes, "Here, he likes to do comedy." He went, "No, he wouldn't." And Barry gave me. Barry says, "Well, why don't you do eight open spots and see how you get on?" No and way. Of course, that's me. My mental head. I went. Yeah, okay. You're joking. I had never done comedy in my life. Didn't even know what I was going to be doing. And so I started doing this mad prop comedy. Like, I remember my first act I had, I used to go on with a, a set of curtains in my hand, right? Set of curtains, in, like, it's like, not too big, and cover my whole self. And then I had, like, these um, kind of baubles, like, you know, alien. Remember the alien baubles <laughs> yeah. you put in your head? Yeah, I yeah, had them yeah. in the other hand. And I used to come on and there'd be silence in the room and I'd be behind the curtain with the mic in the curtain. You couldn't see me. And I'd be there going, da da na 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 da da na 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 And I'd just keep popping the bubbles up and up and down from the curtains and putting them sideways. And then people just started fucking crying laughing. And that was it then. I started doing loads of different prop comedy. And then when I started using the audiences, when I, I just, my memory is shy. So yeah. I, 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 I'm good. And that's why I did prop comedy because like when I looked at the props, I knew what was next. No way. So I'd have to, I know that. And that's how my stand up works in my head now. It's all animated in my head. It's all pictures. It's not words. Really? Yeah. So it's like all... in what way you see. Well, I'm telling you the story about the, the, fo- the about, you know, Stu throwing the stick up yeah. to the wire. I see him doing all that. I don't Boy. see any of the words of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I just see him doing it. And that's how he tell me stories. That's why they're so animated and visual. And different every time you tell them, I imagine. Well, yeah, they do be. And, yeah. and so when I used the audience was one night when I just couldn't, I couldn't see, I, I was missing a prop or something. So I couldn't remember what was next. I just asked the guy what his name was and then that was it. I started doing, re, I realised I was really good at making up stuff on the spot as well. Brilliant. You know? And then, so that's what I do now. In my shows now, it's like there's props, stunts, making up stuff. And I'm really good at, I'm always nice to the audience. Yeah. Always just yeah. playing with them. And at the end of, at the end of the night, they're, they're stars. Like I've been in Edinburgh and everywhere. Like I'm walking out of the venue and they're not even minding me. They're, they're getting pictures with the people who are on stage. You're kidding. And they're going, you're here every night, aren't you? And I go, no, I'm not. I don't know. Who, I don't know. I've never met him in my life. And then they've got a name like, like Rowley or something like that. And they're going, why, why is I called that? And, and they're like signing stuff. And they're, going, and they're like literally no going, just sign and shut up. And like, yeah. So they have great crack, you know, the audience members. But now, you know, now it's now I'm trying to keep them going because yeah. we, I can't do gigs. I try, we tried to do an online gig, uh, which was worked really well and people paid in online. Mm-hmm. But I can only have 44 people in the room. And then the third gig I had to cancel because the Dublin lockdown happened and, yeah. and some of the audience were coming and they couldn't go and all that shit. And now in this lockdown, we none of us can go anywhere. So I'm back in me. Uh, I do a thing called Jason Burns Jokes in the Jacks. So I did a gig in the Jacks over the lockdown and now and now I've been doing I've been doing gigs in the jacks for corporate for corporate gigs for big business big business are, are they random jacks or is it your jacks no it's my jacks in the house no way and it's like a little studio now and I sit on the toilet for the whole hour <laughs> not me jocks down now <laughs> but I sit there and I do little games with them so they can I, I, I sometimes I can see them and I can hear them and, and a lot of times I can't they're just texting me uh, answer, like because it's like a little quiz but it's not yeah. a quiz it's mad like I have um, mad shit like um you, know, you have to get guess the movie that's in my toilet. So I'll put like, um, I've got like this this doll's head and I'll put a little scar in his face and I put it in the toilet and I flush it. <laughs> and it doesn't go anywhere. It just bobbles. Scarface. And it, Scarface, yeah. So they have to guess what movie's in the toilet, but it gets harder. Right, so okay. Yeah, Schindler's List is a hard one. They, that takes a while for me to get that. <laughs> that's just loads of Jewish writing on a bit of paper. 
<laughs> and they go, what the fuck? So, so it's, it's mental like that. Yeah. So I've been doing all that. And so now uh, on Thursday, and actually this third, well, it's Thursday the 8th. So this mm-hmm. will be, will be, this won't be out till what, Friday? Is Friday, it? yeah, the 9th, yeah. It doesn't matter. And, well then last night yeah. we did a gig in the toilet because I was charging people in and I just thought when we heard about the, the next lockdown yeah. and, for, and again from my own mental head I have to be busy yeah. so people were saying to me oh thanks a million Jason thanks for doing this gig for free for us all but it's for me as well because yeah. I need to, need to keep it going keep you focused yeah. so, I'm do, uh, so, to, so we did a gig last night which I haven't done yet which was brilliant and, um, and then I did another gig this morning at 10am for the Australians because <laughs> they're 10 hours ahead no 8 hours ahead of us Head, yeah, no 10 yeah. hours ahead of us yeah and um, that was great as well it depends what time this went out <laughs> it was it, it was great as well yeah 10am on Friday but it was very good on Friday night in Australia which is after this but before yeah that's so right. yeah so so this is my first time doing a double jokes in the jacks but, it's got, but it has to be an Australian and an Irish well Irish British and then Australian so yeah. different 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 uh, time zones different style Oh, different styles. Yeah, because Britain is obviously on the same time zone. So no, yeah, no, I know. Da, da. No, 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 I'm confused. I'm confused. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, no, we have to do, uh, I'll do a few Australian gags now for them. Yeah. And then... Um, How do they differ? How does, what is like, if we say Ireland, uh, Ireland, Britain and, and Australia. Mm. Could you sum up how different the three different uh Well, first of all, Irish people, are. Irish people think we're like Australians. We're not at all. Not in any way. Yeah. People go to Australia and go, they're like us, they're just like us. And <laughs> Australians go, we're not fucking like you. <laughs> they don't drink much. Yeah. They love being healthy. Yeah. They love being out in the sun. <laughs> they love their rules. Yeah. Like, which is Irish people can't handle. Can't hack a rule. They no love their rules. I mean, they literally wank their rules. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> They're like going, you can't do that. You can't walk that way. I remember going along the path, right, in Australia. And, you know, they all walk on the left. You yeah. go on the left and the left. And I was on the wrong side walking. And a guy walking past, he goes, left, mate, left. <laughs> of course, me being Irish, went, shoot the fuck up, up or I'll put you in the river. <laughs> And he was just like in shock because over there they just go, yeah, all right, mate. Yeah. I was there going, big Irish paddy heading me. So they're not like us at all. So in that sense, the um, they like me coming from Ireland and, you know, kind of embracing their culture, their Australian culture yeah. and taking the piss out of them. Like mm. that rules thing and all, they don't mind you taking the, they like you taking the piss out of their own country yeah. and then doing stuff about Australia. And then also tell, I, I can tell them stories about me growing up in the 80s because that's where they were more similar to us. Yes. In the 80s when they were proper Australians, mm. when they're like, their ma used to like chase them around the gaff with a slipper. That yeah. happened in, yeah, in yeah. old Australia. Yeah. Not now. No. No, not now. <laughs> no, I'd never touch my child. Right? And, and actually it's funny enough, our ma's aren't belting kids anymore at all now. Yeah. So, and, they, and, and I remember um, doing gigs in Britain and that's another one because Britain's all different all around Britain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. if yeah. I'm up in Manchester and Newcastle and Glasgow and all those places and I'm telling them all about my ma battering me with a slipper, they're all going, oh, brilliant. I move down and down into Oxford and Brighton. They're all going, why, why would your mother hit you? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's awful. Your, your mother would hit you. Right? And up in Manchester they're going, yeah, fuck it, yeah, kill him, kill him. So all of them, so yeah, so it can be very different everywhere and so what I do is when I arrive into all these different places I see what's happening politically Politically, mm. take the piss out of that see what's going on right now and what mood they're in do you yeah. know what I mean so I'll be able to gauge that now on Friday morning because mm. they'll be texting me on Facebook lives they can't hear them oh okay right, so that's right, the right. weird thing you can't hear anything yeah, it's yeah, just yeah. me so you don't know no I can see them they're like oh you can see no no right, I can right. see their texts yeah okay, okay but if I'm doing a Zoom I've done a couple of Zoom gigs with companies where there's about 40 of them on and the and they're screen. looking back at yeah, you yeah yeah <laughs> that's fun 
because I can take the piss out and I can see their names and all. Oh, and brilliant then, fun. And then at one yeah, stage, yeah, I can yeah. just sit back and they start slagging each other. Yeah. So I did that, you know. That's great, crack. Um, the weirdest one was I did a gig uh, for Aviva and it was a conference. And I'm on a screen in a massive con- conference hall yeah. with Mimi Jacks. And there's nobody in the conference hall. They're all at home. They're using the, the, the technology of the conference hall to, you know, do the whole show. Yeah. Because they've had a whole day of meetings mm. of different people talking. And I'm there, to, I'm there in the jacks, looking at myself on a massive screen, <laughs> talking to nobody. <laughs> and they're all just texting, slagging me. So the texting is actually good fun because they can heckle you and say whatever they want because I don't know who they are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know yeah. where they are, what's going on sometimes, you know. Brilliant, it's such a good so idea. So it's a man or a woman or nothing and say, they can say some very funny shit like. So yeah, so it's, it's I don't mind doing that now. Could you have imagined back in like the 90s when you started having the career that you've had? No, and then, do you know what? It takes something like this when we all stop. Yeah. And loads of us are doing that now. Just yeah. going, Jesus, do you remember that? Like even having a pint with loads of people in the pub, it's gone that basic. Yeah. But I've done royal variety shows. Mm. I've I won a I won a Sony Gold Award for um, in for a radio. Uh, yeah. Ra- in for BBC Radio, which was a huge thing, and um, I've done like loads of live with the Apollos. I've been on Graham Norton. I've met like the most amazing, famous brilliant people all in comedy and acting and sitting with them and I just took it all for granted the live of the Apollos and Graham Norton that's probably like that's people's goals yeah to get there do you know what I mean the goals to get there yeah can be and to just do it so many times I know it's mad like Graham Norton is so weird that show is very weird because and then when we did it it was with Gwyneth Paltrow Lady Gaga Jeffrey Rush yeah that was it because and then Lady Gaga was going to be it was the first time she was going to meet Graham so yeah. she, and she was massive then and she still is like but I mean she was in her proper yeah yeah you know, yeah all her gaga monsters whatever you call those dudes the, monst- the mon- little monsters or something yeah yeah them. little monsters yeah. she, so anyway so all that stuff was happening and she was singing I think two songs you only ever sing one sing yeah. one song and so backstage I'm standing there with Gwyneth Paltrow and Jeffrey Rush and Gwyneth Paltrow turns to me and she goes she goes we're so fucked <laughs> and I went what he's not going to want to talk to us at all <laughs> And she looks at me and she goes, and you're really fucked because nobody knows who you are. <laughs> and I was going, yeah, I know. I says, I know. <laughs> and she just laughed her head off. No way. And it was true. So because he, he wanted, it was his, he, he, he would have been better off on his own with her. Yeah. So we yeah, were there yeah, and he yeah. asked us a few things and we were messing. And he also said, Graham said to me before, please don't take the piss out of her because she's real fucking eccentric. Yeah. And she is in that, all that gear. Yeah. Did you get to chat to her? Yeah. Afterwards. Is she all right? Like, yeah, she's just she... a New Yorker. Yeah. She didn't okay. give a shit. Like, yeah. <laughs> she's brilliant. I had my wife with me then. Brenda's going, This is Brenda. She goes, Oh my God. Hey, Brenda. Like, she's all like that. What are you doing? Going, yeah. And it's just next minute she was whisked, whisked away with like, she had to be gone to Rajana. Yeah. And then we all left in these um, blacked out cars, about 10 of them. But the paparazzi were following all of us. Cause no, they were looking they for... didn't know who, who was in which. Yeah. So it was me and my wife in one car. There was three motorbikes following us. <laughs> Taking pictures and then obviously they take a picture and they can see it. Yeah. And then they realise, oh no, fucking, that's not it. Yeah, and they go off Vegas. to the next one. And they're going along the path. It's nuts. Along the path on the mopeds. So when you think about Lady Diana being chased. I was literally, as you're saying yeah. that, I was immediately, that's who I thought about. Oh my God, when we were in Edinburgh, cause that's, she died when we were in Edinburgh. And the Edinburgh Comedy Festival had just ended. It was the last night of the festival. No way. We had all our shows had wrapped up and we were all sitting around hammered. And someone went, oh my God, did you hear what happened? What? Lady Diana died. We were all like, oh, you're joking. As in, that sounds like we were all very sad. Yeah. But we weren't. Because we were going, <laughs> why didn't she die at the start of the fucking festival? Because <laughs> all of us would have been going up on stage and all of us would have been going, 
Go on, say something. Yeah, say something. do it. But one of the best jokes I heard, which wasn't a joke, it was a real thing, was me mate, uh, John Henderson. He went home um, in Ireland and he was he went in, uh, he was out drinking and his wife came to the top of the stairs and went, oh, you're in, John, you're in, okay. And then he said, he said, oh, did you hear Lady Diana died? And she went, oh my God, how? And he said, the paparazzi killed her. She went, oh my God. So they went to bed and the next morning, they were having their breakfast. Yeah. And then Catherine said to John, oh my God, so tell me, so how did Pavarotti kill <laughs> Lady Diana? <laughs> and he went, not Pavarotti, you fu- <laughs> The paparazzi. So the mad thing again, because <laughs> you're asking me about all the mad things in me, yeah, right? Yeah, yes, yeah, I used yeah, to, yeah. I used to be really, I used to be, I used to be really popular in Paris. Because I did, I did shows in Paris for about two years. Back and forth over a few months with a guy called Carol Beer. He's a great guy. So Carol, uh, one of the times I went over, Lady Diana had had just died yeah. in August. So this would have been maybe January, maybe a bit earlier. Anyway, he says, uh, do you want to go on the Lady, Lady Diana tour? I went, yeah. So cause Carol drives his moped. He's like this English dude who's, you know, lives in France. Yeah. And he's he wears the Mac and a beret. I'm going, Carol, you're fucking joking. <laughs> of course, he lives in France. All his, he's from years. Norfolk or something. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, he's br- and he talks proper French, you know, yeah. all the noises and everything. And I get in the back of his moped and he's, he's, he brings you to the Ritz where she starts and then he drives the whole route and then you go through the tunnel and the 13th pillar still had the big chunk out of it. You're kidding. And he goes like this and he goes, now, like that. And I look and I go, oh my God. And then we go over that and just size. Whoa. So yeah, I went to Lady Diana death her. And this is how old I am. I was there in Kensington Palace when all the, everybody was putting the flowers Really? Yeah, because Dylan Moran, you know him? You know the yeah, comic? of course. He yeah, was, get, yeah, he was yeah. getting married that day. You're kidding. And we were at his wedding. No In way. London. Yeah. And he was, <laughs> I think, I'm pretty sure Dylan went, oh my God, okay, everybody, can you just maybe leave a bit earlier from wherever you are? There's like dead princesses everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> That's the best line. Dylan is like one of the best Brilliant. comics. He'd be like one of my favourites now, Dylan. Really? Oh yeah, I watched him in Montreal and he came out on stage, you know, Montreal, which is like mm. Canada, Quebec, yeah. whatever you want to call it. And he comes out on stage and he's, it's like 2000 people there. We're all doing this gala. You'll do about 10 minutes each. Yeah. And he stands out and he goes, he goes, uh, he goes, you know, um, he goes, so, uh, you know, in America, cause it's right next door. Literally, it's just, you can see it nearly. He's yeah. like, in America, you just crawl across there and they've got like loads of gun crime. And they're like all stabbing each other. And, and the Canadians are starting to clap like this. Because, <laughs> you know, and they're like, you know, they've got drugs. They've got weed. It's just all, it's just a disgrace. Disgraceful, disgraceful, disgraceful. And they're all clapping away like that. And then he goes, and that's what makes this place so fucking boring. <laughs> and all the Canadians are just going to clap and they all just kind of stop clapping. <laughs> 2,000 people are looking at him and then they just start laughing. They were fine. <laughs> and then I was doing, and... and <laughs> The uh, sorry, John Rivers was hosting that. Ah, uh, what? Yeah, and John Rivers, of course. This is me all the time. It's why I do stand up. It's just if anything's going to happen, it's going to happen to me. Yeah. Joan Rivers comes on, and she goes, "Ladies and gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen, oh my god, our next act is absolutely brilliant. He's fantastic. He's like a really good friend of mine. I love him, Greg Araldo. And I come out because <laughs> it's like I'm next. <laughs> and I walk by John Rivers, and she just kind of looks at me like this, <laughs> and I walk off, and then. 
All, I'm about to start go, hi, go everybody. Uh, my name's Jason, it's not Greg. And they all just start laughing. All I hear in the wings is, oh my fucking Christ, oh my God, I don't know why people employ me. I'm old, I should be dead. This is a disgrace. And she starts coming back out on the stage. She goes, I'm so sorry, this young man is Jason, he's not Greg Araldo. Will somebody get someone to host this show that knows what the fuck they're doing? Like, it was just... Brilliant. And she Brilliant. goes, Jason, go over there, I'll do this again. Mother of Christ. <laughs> Can anybody out there host? She's doing all this shit. She's brilliant. So good. So she brought me back on and then afterwards I had a great uh, sitting in her dressing room with her. Was there anyone that um, you grew up kind of like admiring or being like, they're so cool and then got to meet them? Uh, oh my God. Or work with Well, them. I mean, Joan Rivers was someone I knew as a, as a kid. That's was, a huge name. Like, yeah. Um, iconic. Yeah. Uh, and Jeffrey Rush I always wanted to meet as well, even though I met him on the Graham Norton show because he was the ambassador for the arts in Melbourne. Wow. And that was, yeah, he was a great fellow to meet. And, and try, well, I suppose when I did the Royal Variety Show, that got out of hand. Yeah. Because I met Noel Edmonds. I told him he owed me an evil can evil. Iconic. Because we used to do, there used to be a show called Swap Shop on the telly and they used to swap, used to send him a toy and he'd send you back a toy. But yeah. only in Britain. So in Ireland, I sent him a Stretch Armstrong. And <laughs> Remember him? Yeah. Armstrong. And I and I so I said it to Noel Edmonds backstage, when do you owe me a bleeding evil can evil? Which is little another toy. Yeah. And he was just laughing, going, Well, I says I sent you a stretch Armstrong from fucking <laughs> So I met so that uh, met all the take that lads, they were all there. You're shitting yourself. Oh yeah, no but this, way. Oh my god, we don't have, my son's gonna kill me, I'm never gonna have his dinner ready. <laughs> this is what happened. I was backstage, right, at the Royal Variety Show. I'd never done it before. Yeah. I'd met uh Lily Savage, which is a uh, uh, Paul. Uh, Paul, what's his surname? Oh my, oh Grady. Paul O'Grady, yeah, yeah. And Brilliant. Paul said to us, because uh, Paul wasn't dressed as Lily Savage. Yeah. Paul said to us um, uh, that it, doing the Royal Variety Show is like a corporate gig. It's yeah. not like a gig gig. So be ready for that. He says the last time I fucking did this thing, he says I came off dressed as Lily Savage to the noise of my own fucking high heels, <laughs> right? <laughs> Because they just so it's Charles massive. and Camilla are at this gig, right? They're yeah. up there, and but down here in the stalls is all the royals. So you don't know that we don't know that as Irish people, but there's hundreds of royals, yeah. hundreds of them, because they're all cousins and aunties and ding a ding a ding, and they're all down there, and they're all right. And then the com the comics, which I didn't know, are used as buffers, so the music acts can be set up behind the curtain. Right. So I'm I went on after Meatloaf, right. So Meatloaf is on and he's going like a bat of the hell like a hell, like a hell, right? And there's like fireworks and he's on a fake motorbike and there's like the crowd and all the royals are all down, they're all like bopping their heads and going yeah. and then he goes like a bat of the hell and then like everything's like ah and then the curtains close and here's ladies and gentlemen Jason Byrne. <laughs> so I walk out I literally sound <laughs> me on high heels and I started oh. just doing me prop mad shit and they're like staring yeah. at me and then they have a thing like a like a programme of who, who's coming up next yeah who was coming up straight after me behind me was the reunion of Take That the first no. time they had gotten back together again to reform and everybody this was Huge. the big news and who's in the way Paddy Wackery over here <laughs> So I went off anyway and then afterwards Gary Barlow came up to me he goes he goes fucking hell mate he goes I see I fell for you there he said. Really? He says thanks a million because all I could hear behind me was drum kits being rolled smashed no like things way. yeah and you can't concentrate I didn't see that you, that none of the comics were ever worn that. Yeah yeah yeah. So I went back to it a second time Yeah. and I this time I, I knew how to do it because it's like you know it's like a fight you're fighting someone again you go yeah. I know what they like right do that right yeah. I'll get them with this. So I insisted that I wanted to swing on like Miley Cyrus on a wrecking ball yeah. right and I was one of the first comics <laughs> to ever do that 
right? It was just as she released the video now. <sighs> and so I came out swinging on a wrecking ball and I was and I got off the wrecking ball and it was in my vest and white jocks, nothing else. Right? And my opening guy goes, Jesus, it's very cold in here, isn't it? <laughs> right? And I could just see Charles losing it. And once Charles loses it, they all kind of watch him. Yeah. And then they start losing it. And Camilla was losing it. And I went on, I did loads of royal gags and loads of stuff like yeah. that. And I fucking killed it. Brilliant. So afterwards, I'm queuing up. And I'm with Jessie J on one side and Mary J. Bly's on the other side. Holy crap. And Jessie J, like, she's great and all. She doesn't give a fuck and all. But Mary J. Bly, God bless her, she was like going, oh my God, I can't wait to meet these. Oh my God, so God I've got my courtesy. And I said, I said, you know, he doesn't know who you are. Yeah. And she goes, oh my God, of course he knows who I am. He just watched me. I went, yeah, but he doesn't know us. Yeah. He, 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 he watch, a guy says it in his ear just as he goes to shake your hands, right? And he came along to poor old Mary J. Bly and as she did her courtesy, you could see him leaning mm. back and she seen him and she just burst out laughing. No way. Yeah, and then he got to me and um, I shook, he shook my hand. He went, well done, very well done, uh, Jason. Right? <laughs> and as he went to go off, I didn't let go of his hand. And I went, did you really like it? And then the fucking bodyguards and all, like, came in a bit closer. No. And he went, oh, yes, yeah, that was very funny. It was very funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It was very funny with the thing. And he started going through the act with me. And I was going, yeah, yeah, yeah I love doing that. Yeah, I don't mind doing that. Because it was very, because I did his mother, the yeah, queen, queen, knocking yeah. on the, through the curtains, yeah. giving out to him playing in the garden. But she had a white glove and I had velvet curtains. And he goes, yes, I really enjoyed that with mm. my mother with the gloves. <laughs> and then that's because the cameras are in his face, yeah. there's lights on top of the cameras. You'll see it on the Royal Variety Show, they always go, no, Jason Byrne's been, you know, hands shook with Charles. Yeah. And their lights are on him, so he can't see, and, you know, beside him. So Camilla banged into him, didn't see him. And it was so funny, like, she goes, bang, she goes, oh, like, that's a Charles. And Charles goes, oh, hello. <laughs> and then Camilla looks at me and goes, oh, it's a chap with no clues. <laughs> and I go, hello, Camilla. And she goes, oh, hello, Jason. And I, says, and I said to Susan, he's going for a drink after this, right? And the fucking rest of the, all these famous people are going, this fucking paddy and I go you going for a drink afterwards and, and Charles goes I won't but she probably will <laughs> and Camilla went oh yes I'll go for a drink so she was lovely like that was great yeah. and then so off they went and then Mary J Bly just turned to me and she went I can't believe you ruined my fucking big moment <laughs> she was like he so didn't know who I was <laughs> So, I've, yeah, endless people, like endless yeah. people, you know. And actually, and I remember going to John Bish. John Bish is a very good friend of mine. Yeah, legend. I, yeah, I went to John's 50th birthday and his family are so scouts. His mum yeah. and dad and his uncles and aunties, you know, are Pat and are Eddie and all that. So I sat with them instead of all the famous people and I had great crack with yeah. them. We're sitting there with pints in front of us. Now, his whole family yeah. are sitting as if they're in the in, in like the stag's head there. With their pints and their jumpers and all. And they're just sitting there going, there's Gaddy Lineke. Oh, there's Gaddy Lineke. There's Holly Mills. Oh, yeah, there's Holly Mills. And I'm sitting with them going, oh, look, there's Lenny Henry. They're going, fucking hell, there's Lenny Henry. But if they wanted to, they could go up to these people. But yeah. They just were so, they're so working class. Yeah, They love just it. would never do it. And John was going, did you say hello to Gaddy? going, you'd be fucking shy to say hello to Gaddy. Fucking it was just like, like all that. Brilliant. So like yeah it's it, yeah so I've, I've what memories like it's endless meeting of of yeah. famous people but my favorite thing of meeting a famous person is when they're really nice yeah I hate if they're an arsehole yeah you're going no no there, you prob there's probably more arseholes than there are nice ones is there no I'd say it's the other way around really yeah and well, I say as good. well when you meet someone famous in the street go can I get a picture and they go no or something or someone goes I met Brad Pitt he had a big face on him we go. Fucking yeah! What? How do you know what happened to him that day? Exactly. You know, Angelina Jolie could have split up on that day, saying, yeah. oh, "By the way, I flushed our seven kids down the jacks as well." 
And he could have went, and then someone comes up and goes, Hey, will you get a picture? Yeah. Do you know what, as well? It's like, it's mad. Like, if I'm standing in a pub or something like that, Irish people do that. They put their arm around you, and they go, Yeah, pick up, pick up, pick up, pick up. And you're in the middle of a conversation. Yeah. I said, My, my ambition is to find that person, find out where they work, and I hope they work on a computer or something. Yeah. I'll burst through the doors, <laughs> jump on top of their table, push their computer <laughs> out of the way, and go, Yeah, get a picture, get a picture. I can push like they would fucking go what are you doing in the middle of work you probably get loads though do you yeah you do there's those type and then there's the but the, my favourite Irish one is like alright Jason yeah and they just walk on like yeah <laughs> they smile at you they go alright Jason or if I'm wearing my cap yeah. I remember like an Elwyn coming up to me in pennies or something and she came underneath me <laughs> looking up at me face and she goes oh you know who's under there <laughs> I know who's under there and off she went again <laughs> <laughs> Love it, brilliant. Oh, God, what well, a life. Speaking of your fans, yeah. When we obviously put up on social that you were coming in today, oh, shite. Yeah, so we've got a couple of questions before I let you go, and you put on the dinner. That bleeding jam bag, he's a bleeding. Do- tell him he's a dope. <laughs> no, no, no. Depends where you ask the question. Twitter. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> kill him. Kill himself. Kill yourself. Have pictures of y'all you killing yourselves. Uh, there's a uh, one here from Liam Mason. And he has asked, who was your biggest inspiration growing up? Oh, my God. It, uh, you know, that's your... Yeah, because that could be like a family member or somebody you see on, on TV or anything like that. But the, the first ever stand-up I ever seen ever in my life was Billy Connolly. I'd never seen... That's, imagine that what being the legend. first one. So I did see him and I didn't realise I wanted to do stand-up then. But I watched him with... Uh, actually, me and PJ Gallagher owe him. Uh, a ticket because we snuck into the Olympia. No way! And got into the boxes because this is what um, a lot of many people notice. But when the Olympia the show starts, the bouncers move down into the downstairs, and yeah. the, but the doors into the boxes are in the hallway. Yeah, and there's nobody ever there. No, you can always do a runner up. So just go up the box up and yeah. sit, sit there. So me and PJ sitting there laughing our asses off of Billy Connolly for free, <laughs> and uh, um, yeah, so Billy Connolly, yeah, he was brilliant. But I'd I'd say I mean there's an awful lot of people like you know different teachers I would have yeah. had, you know I had a. Um, a brilliant Canadian teacher that came over and he's, he was just a fantastic dude. And um, we had, uh, and then all the different comics I've seen mm. over the years and all the different, like, and, and anybody that ever gave me advice. And that's, I mean, people who don't take on advice are normally dangerous, you know that? Yeah. You'll, yeah if yeah, anybody yeah. goes, oh, you already know that. No, you know you don't. Mm. You'll see, like, the, the Dalai Lama was, if you say to the Dalai Lama, you know, I, I, can I tell you something? He'll definitely go, oh, yeah, 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 what? Yeah. He won't go, oh, you really get out of my face. I already know that. Yeah. <laughs> like people, really clever people are always learning stuff. So I'm absolutely. I'm, I'm still, I'm still, um, I still have big influences in my life. I always will. That's Even you good. there, Lydia sitting over there. Thank you very much. Telling me stuff about that. <laughs> I never knew what the top of a goalpost was. <laughs> A and a rash card. Yeah, and a rash card. <laughs> your rashers. Card your rashers. Well, it's funny that you mentioned a bit of voice because there's one here from Aoife Rhodes and she has asked, um, what advice would you give someone for starting out or who wants to start out in comedy? Oh, yeah. Don't. <laughs> no, I say yes, try. I mean, me of all people, <laughs> definitely try it. Uh, the other thing is that it, it takes you a long time to find out what style you do. Yeah. Like for... Uh, there's always been an urban myth, but there's a bit of truth to it. Because I asked Jack Jack Dedis, and he was going, "Yeah, that yeah, that is true." My dad's favourite comedian. Yeah, Jack D. Yeah. Brilliant. Jack used to be a happy comic. Yeah. He's be, yeah, woo, 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 and there's actually a picture of him on the wall in uh, the comedy store in London with that face. No way. And then one night he just went out and he just went. He tried being fucking miserable instead. 
and he much preferred that. Yeah. And so he worked. That took him ages, though. Yeah. So it takes yeah, you yeah. ages. What style? If you want to do deadpan, if you want to be all uppity, if you want to be a storyteller, mm. if you want to be like Jimmy Carr and just do one liners, if yeah. you want to be really evil like Frankie Boyle and just go fucking hell for leather and just go real evil, yeah. which is great as well. But you yes, have to be yes. very good. You learn your craft mm. by dying on your hole a lot. Yeah. It's like everything in life. Mm-hmm. You have to be, you have to, you know, fail at it a good few times and do take on a lot of advice yeah. and do watch a load of comics. Watch all the girls, all the boys, watch all of them mm-hmm. and watch what they're doing and how they're doing it. But don't steal their material. That's a yeah. no, no. You can't be doing that. <laughs> but see the style that they're doing and maybe, and that, that's what will suit you. But it'll take you, it'll take you, it does take a while. Yeah, it takes a good while. And the, and the, and the biggest key is you must have, you must have loads of confidence on stage. Mm. Don't let the audience know that you're losing your confidence because they go with you. Yes. You go on stage as a comic. I mean, comics have more power than a politician has mm. because they listen to every word that you say as a comic. Yeah. And they believe everything you say. Yeah. Because a lot of stuff is is us just, you know, elaborating or, uh, and, and, and fictional stuff. Yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah. Like I, my arm fell off in Australia when I was in the sea with Des Bishop <laughs> uh, when I was surfing. That's a true story. Did it? Yeah, but I turned it into a 20 minute t- story. Your arm actually fell off. Yeah, yeah, I was, I was, I was surfing, but I wasn't. Yeah, I was, I had a boogie board that yeah. you just lie on, and Des was with me, and the waves start coming towards us, and you're supposed to dive under it, yeah. and if it does spin you in Australia, because the waves are, you know, the seas are way stronger. Yeah, you, you're supposed to go into a ball. Right. And and that stops you injuring yourself. So put your hand over your head. And get into a fetus position type yeah. of thing, and you'll spin safely in the water and wait. You stop spinning calmly, and then try and come up. But I had my arms out, was trying to grab onto the sea, grab onto anything, and my whole arm went all the way open now. Oh my god! Yeah. So I told that on stage, had my big story about this wave, you know, when I was surfing. Des told the exact same story in another venue in Australia about this one foot wave coming towards us. <laughs> Which is more <laughs> more truth, and me just standing up in the in the fucking sea with my arm hanging off, and Dad couldn't stop laughing. He's going, "Yo, man, your fucking arms hanging off." Brilliant. Um, mm. Rob Lobster has asked, "What's your favorite beer?" Rob Lobster. Rob Lobster. That's definitely. Well, I hope that's his real name. <laughs> my favorite beer is Coors Light. Oh. Now I know now But you see I'd have to say Guinness as well Yeah Okay so Because my family are all Guinness And I always loved Guinness But Coors Light after a gig Because yeah. I just love how it, You see it, I don't get hammered on it Yeah. Okay And yes, I, I yeah, can't yeah. be drinking every night after gigs Yeah So it's a light beer But it's yeah. it, I don't know I just Yeah Point or bottle No I have to have draft Yeah I have to have the draft Yeah yeah I love that But yeah that's Yeah that is it But I'm not a big drinker yeah, it never would, was. Would you drink during the week, or would you would you have like one or two at home? No. Yeah. Not no. I haven't been doing that because I've been like running and training and doing stuff, and uh, I get the old hangarobies. And then what I've been doing, which has been amazing, them um, because uh, you know I've always known health shit. I've always known health. Yeah. I do. I've come. I've more or less made up my own stuff. Yeah. So I take all the vitamins every morning. Yeah. I take the vitamin D thing that they're always and they now now they say you should be taking that. So yeah. I take the D and the garlic, and I take. Um, uh, what else vitamin D the, gar- the fish oils all that shit yeah. right? but then what I started doing was uh, there was this thing called intermittent fasting right which is a mad word right Yeah. then I realised I didn't need that word at all <laughs> basically what it is is you don't eat after 8 o'clock yeah. 
and I, I have been a different human. Really? Yeah. Yeah. So then what? What if you finish uh, at eight? What time do you have breakfast at then the next morning? You push it out as far as you can, but, okay. but the the loopers now go all the way till 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 lunch, lunch, don't they? Yeah. yeah no, 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 no. I don't do that. I have breakfast. I'm, I'm I go about eight or nine. Yeah. So about twelve, fourteen. And would hours. you be up? How long would you be up before you have breakfast? Oh, about an hour. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But uh, I, I just that's just me. Yeah. But you, you will lose a lot of weight. But the bit, the better thing was I, I've been sleeping better because mm-hmm. I've been having terrible. I was terrible at sleeping, so the sleeping was better. Yeah. And also as well that when your body's not breaking down food, because mm. um, I started reading up because you're home. Going, yeah. Nothing to do now. A bit of read something. Yeah. A bit of reading is. <laughs> See, all about well-being and all mental health. Yeah. I, used to, I used to slag off my therapist and go, this is just fuck. I already knew this. Yeah. This is just cop on. They, it, I always say everybody's like a radio and mm. we're, we all need a little bit of tuning in. Absolutely. And once someone tunes you in, you're going, oh, jeez, I knew that. Yeah. So basically, the, it's a basic, simple thing that if your body's trying to break down a bleeding, a pizza and crisps at night, mm. it can't do anything else for you. Yeah. So what, what it's doing for me, it's for me, I've definitely had more energy as well now. Yeah. And it will fight uh, viruses. And not, we're not saying COVID. Yeah. But it'll fight. He's it got the cure. But it will fight that. But it'll, yeah. fight, it'll fight every. It starts to repair your body. Yeah, absolutely. Because it just goes, oh, there's no chips. Grand, that's grand. I'll go yeah. over here now and do this. Absolutely. And if the more, more you know, the more, you, the less you want to yeah, and now, do that, right? I loved popcorn mixed in with crisps with an El Nuvie. Popcorn mixed in with crisps? crisps. Yeah, I loved it. Loved it. Well, what flavor? Regular salted popcorn? Yeah, with cheese and onion crisps. No way. Now, I would have been a fan of a Malteser in Yeah, popcorn. I can't do that. Yeah, I never did that salt with the chocolate. Oh, yeah, that's a I, That's very common now. Yeah. Well done. Yeah, no, not, yeah. not, not this and that at all. But I, <laughs> I'd be doing that now at night, you see, with the movies and the, or whatever, the telly. And would you have a preference on the crisp? Um, I think the king would have to go with the king. Oh, can't go wrong with a bag of king. Yeah. So anyway. Can't go wrong with a bag of king. I now sit down the telly and because you can reprogram your body for I mean, that's mm. when whoever's listening for like training or meditating or I do that as well. Loads of stuff. Yeah. Your body can be re, uh, retrained easy. Mm-hmm. So I did it. But I was, you know, you go through the old, you know, sweats and all a couple of nights. <laughs> I'm looking over at the Maltesers. Yeah. And I'm looking over the Chris going, just, just one, just one more, just one more night. But I didn't. I held off, you know, yeah. and me, me belly was rumbling. I was going to bed. I'm going, I can't be going to sleep without food. Me. But the food's in there already. I had me bleeding dinner. Yeah. It's yeah. already working away at that. Like, yeah. my body's going, there's already food in here, you tick. Yeah. Right? So then now, oh, I swear, it's unbelievable. Like, that's it's now 20 past six, though. So yeah. I'm going to have to eat before eight. But <laughs> I, I don't, I'm not hungry. I'm not hungry at all. Yeah. I don't it's want anything. Like, 28 no, I, days, No, I only mean after say. eight o'clock, I'm not hungry. Before? No, after eight. I'm not oh, hungry. after eight. My body, right, I'm, right, right. I'm used to not doing that now. Yeah. But you can more or less have what you want in the day. Mm. So it's not fasting. It's a kind of wrong thing. People go, it's fine. And you yeah. have your nuts. Yeah. Make sure you have nuts in your pocket. <laughs> and they're going, will bollocks? Like I go running and everything, but I still have, I'll still have a bag of crisps and all. And I've yeah. had a roll today. That was great. It's all about balance. Yeah. Isn't that it? Keywords. Right, last one before we go. This is a good one. Um, and it is from... Connor Garrison, I think the surname is, and he has asked, what is the best bit of advice you've ever been given? Oh, I, oh, I carry it around. So this book, this book I have with me here, this is like all um, my well-being stuff and all the stuff I've learned from Mind Your Loaf. And I've talked to like psychotherapists and neuroscience scientists. And, but this is the best sentence that anybody's ever said to me, which is my therapist. Go on. 
And I said, oh, my God, if I had this when I was younger, I just because, you know, Irish people are such yes people. Yeah. And this is this is it. This is it. It's never say yes unless you have the permission to say no. Right. So if you're at home or with your mates or your mates go, will you come to the party? And if you if you go, no, I'm not going to go. And if they go, oh, no, we don't like you anymore. Then mm. tell them to fuck up. That's it. You don't yeah. need to be with them anymore. But if you have mates, you go, no, I don't want to go to the party, actually. And they go, oh, that's OK. That means you have the permission to say no. Yes. And they're good people. Yes. And that can happen. Try, That's brilliant. Try that with your relationships. Yeah. With, you know, with, with everything. You know what I mean? And, you know, you have to have the, the permission has to be there for someone mm. to say, for you to say no. And that's hard for Irish people. Very. Because I did a whole interview with Sarah Knight, who basically wrote all the Calm the Fuck Down books. Yeah. You'll see them in shops. There's yeah. Calm the, and then, for, and she goes, she goes, yeah, I'm the, one of the world's best sellers because of the title. She goes, a lot of people buy my books just to give it to people for the laugh. <laughs> she goes, I don't even think they fucking read them. But she was writing a book about saying no. And I, I was doing the interview and I was telling about the Irish and she was crying laughing. You can yeah. listen to that episode actually in my mind, you know. Yes. Well, where, where can people uh, listen to the podcast? Is it It's on Spotify. Spotify? Yeah, yeah. And it's, not, it's, it's called Mind Your Loaf and you can donate to Turn To Me because that's all like, you know, all charity stuff. Yeah, amazing. It, it's all, all, all in there. And then me, I've got my new children's book out. Oh yeah, tell me about this. Oh my God. Well, we've the third children's book out now. It's kind of like from 12 year olds up to whatever, up to your granny. Yeah. And um, yeah, that's just out now. It's called um, the uh, the adventures of the accidental adventures of Onion O'Brien. Onion O'Brien, yeah, what a name! I know, and it's the secret scientist is this one. So it's kind of like Famous Five, Hardy Boys, uh, kind of bit of James Bondy. But there's the, the they're called the Five O's, and Onion O'Brien is based on me as a kid. He's yeah. the head of the gang. There's Dallin, he's in there as well. There's Kalina and there's Sive. Those they're two girls, and then um, oh, there's Derek, which is uh, uh, Onion's older brother who never wants to be in the gang. Why? But he's always he always buzzes around well he has he? to come in and save the idiots all the time because they're only about 12 <laughs> and he's like 14 and it's in this, this my favourite thing in this new book is he keeps he keeps spraying on Lynx Africa <laughs> all the time it's brilliant we, we all know a lad called Derek <laughs> yeah yeah and he's like, there's a line that he's there going we have to go to the old people's home and he goes I'm not going near there because <laughs> I will not smell of Lynx Africa anymore so it's great there's loads of adult humour in it as well brilliant. so yeah so that's up and then the and then, um, yeah, we'll be doing, obviously, I'll still be, like, going to my Facebook on the on the Jason Byrne. I'll yeah. still be trying to do me, keeping everybody happy for free. <laughs> but uh, the most exciting thing coming up is uh, a new app called iLaugh, which will be releasing in about six weeks. What is this? It'll be like a new Instagram TikTok. Wow. Just comedy on it. Oh, amazing. So it's taken four months to build. I didn't fucking build it. I was just your I, idea though yeah I got in with another friend of mine uh, Brendan Morrissey who's an entrepreneur and uh, so we got in together and we got more people into it and then he he's a tech dude Daddy. so he's got loads of techie stuff on the go on, on the net so we um, yeah so people can, uh, can we, other comedians can upload content yeah but so can everybody Okay. Yeah, it looks. It looks. I can. I, I know we're doing radio and, and everything. That's give that's, a shot. Oh, very cool. That's what it looks like. That's deadly. And just oh like wow! This. So it's all like this, and you're going to be able to buy tickets to gigs on it, and so we're hopefully that's going to be able to take over Ticketmaster, and you see you have your own profile, and it's all that all that shit like. Very man. cool. That's really really cool. Yeah, if it goes really well, you, I don't know if you'll ever see me again. 
Well, listen, I'm gonna. Yeah, this come, podcast is gonna come blow on, up. Come on, yep. onto, come on onto, onto my yacht. I'll actually pull up on the yacht outside <laughs> Dame Street. We'll do a follow up, follow yeah. up interview on your yacht. I mean, I can't, literally, seriously. <laughs> oh my god, someone get us some champagne. <laughs> Anyway, um, so loads going on. Brilliant. Well, listen, you're certainly keeping busy. Yeah, that's it. And you're, anybody, you're, anybody who's listening in, just try and keep your brain busy. Yeah, absolutely. No matter what you do, whatever you like doing, just get your brain busy with it. Don't Mad be, ill time. Don't be sitting there going, I don't know what's happening, Jesus. Yeah. And don't be listening to people going, it's the new normal. Yeah, or, or, of, yeah, and, yeah. And, you know, this isn't going to stop the vaccine. You know, all those fuckers. Oh, you're genius. Thanks a million for that. <laughs> Unprecedented. Oh, really? Any more advice? <laughs> At least we're all in together. Really? Next. <laughs> oh, what a time. What a time. But listen, thank you so much for coming in. Thanks, really appreciate it. See you at the next wedding. Yeah, absolutely. Fuck, I'd love a wedding now. Yeah, no. 12 of us. The Congo. The Congo. Sorry, the Conga. The Conga. That's a whole different thing. In the jungle. <laughs> but thank you very much for coming in. Really appreciate it. And uh, that was great crack. I'll go thank and, you. I'll go and make chicken Kiev and potatoes. Yup. <laughs> Jason Byrne for the first exchange. Mm-hmm.